Resistance Broadcast, everybody. TRB, the podcast of StarWarsNewsNet.com. However you know us, makes a little too happen, people. I don't know. I'm John. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we are flip-flopping on you guys a little bit here. Typically, Thursday is our discussion show where we throw out hypotheticals and do fun segments and uh, get our brains cooking on theories and ideas and speculation, stuff like that. But because Makes a Little Too Happen was three days ago, we are doing our news coverage and our takes on all the latest news in Star Wars today. So it's going to be a little bit of a different episode, but it's still the same old TRB action. Uh, with me, as always, James and Lacey. Uh, guys, uh, three days removed from Make Solo 2 Happen. It was a smash hit, in my opinion, with fans. <laughs> um, I don't know that we have the official data on how well it did, but I do know it surpassed last year in terms of uh, traffic mm-hmm. and usage um, by quite a bit. I think by like 20% or more, um, at least in organic tweets and, and uh, a lot more activity on Instagram and stuff like that. So the the movement's growing and um, hopefully we don't have to do another one, which would mean that they are going to be doing uh, a solo <laughs> follow-up. But um, had a lot of fun. People really seem to, um, coming out of it, really appreciate that we put it together and that uh, it was overall a very positive thing. So uh, any final takeaways before we put Makes a Little Too Happen Day in our rear view? Uh, just the, like, thank you to anybody who was, you know, participating in creating content. I think one thing, like, it's great to be retweeting and liking and, and uh, saying, hey, I like this. But uh, we saw a lot of stuff that was like, hey, I'm doing something special for the day. And that was always really cool. You know, I'm going to create this little image or I'm going to create, I'm going to pull out my cosplay and, uh, you know, hold up this sign or whatever. Yeah. It was just really cool. Thank, thanks to everybody who participated. Yeah. It means a lot that people took the time to create stuff, support us, uh, share their love for solo. Um, I think that we found a lot of new people that like solo this year, which is, yeah. is fun. Um, I personally loves the, uh, loved the virtual cantina on Monday night. We had a lot of fun with, uh, a bunch of our Star Wars friends and, uh, listeners, um, just geeking about Star Wars and, and telling each other stories of like how we got into it and what we were thinking about on Make Solo to Happen Day. We had a really good story from, uh, our listener Scott and his daughter Emma, and she met Aaron Kellyman at Celebration and she felt like you know, Infus Nest was her character because it looked like her and it was just so wonderful. And I love hearing things like that. So um, just like James said, the sharing of everything was really, really cool. And just hearing your stories and connections to Solo uh, means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um, it was just a feel good day. And by the end of the day, um, my whole family had gone to sleep and I just threw on Solo. And I saw that you did too, James, or you're really finishing where you picked off the other day. Yeah. But um and i was so tired and my brain was just like absolutely cooked but i was like i sat there and i watched it um just kind of like me and solo just like hanging out like hey man it was a hell of a day i hope you get a sequel <laughs> like i'm sitting there like talking to solo but it, yeah. it was um even though i was as fried as i was like i feel just like right now and even like doing the virtual cantina and all that stuff I feel like my spirit, um, like as a Star Wars fan, was a little bit recharged because we got to be on social media and stuff. And there's always a lot of nonsense and, and people always like negative voices are usually louder and stuff like that. And that it day beats made you me up feel mentally. It made me feel like being at a celebration. Mm-hmm. I kind of said I think that I said that on the cantina because mm-hmm. uh, even people who were like, well, you know, I don't know if I want Han and Chewie, but I'd love to see this. And oh, yeah, I get that. And I, I prefer to see Han and Chewie, but I see what you're saying. It was a lot of just nice exchanges about it and even people don't like solo were like you guys are doing a good thing and this is cool and so uh that's my biggest takeaway from it like if they don't end up doing anything uh the fact that we were able to cultivate something in 2020 on uh star wars twitter as they call it that was a positive thing is a hell of a thing to uh hang our hats on so i'll take away that at the very least but hopefully more um but uh, if you are new to the Resistance broadcast, uh, we, we know we have a lot of people uh, at least follow, followed us on social media accounts and um, said, oh, I just found you guys or, or what have you. Um, make sure you subscribe to us because we have two episodes every week and we also do the Mando Fan Show uh, tomorrow on Fridays. Uh, so you can do that on YouTube if you're watching. Hey, I see you. How are you? 
Um, I don't really see you. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, any podcast app that you have. And uh, I didn't discuss this with you guys, but I'm thinking about doing another Rate the Resistance for June on uh, Apple Podcasts. Fine. And um, maybe we'll give away a, a cool shirt or something like that. But uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts if you if you haven't yet. Five stars. It really helps us out a lot, and really only takes you a few seconds. So we appreciate that. And um, thanks for joining us. It's uh, it's always a good time here on TRB. So anytime we can get more people on board, we really appreciate it. But let's get into this now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the resistance report, which some stuff's not brand new news, but we got to give our takes on this stuff because it's pretty cool stuff. So James, why don't you guide us through what uh, has been going on? in uh, Star Wars news. It's the resistance. All right, well, one thing for sure that is fairly new news, um, we got an update on the High Republic books. Um, So as everything is right now, things are just delayed, right? Um, We had had a date locked in. It's getting moved back. Um, and the High Republic books are, in fact, uh, delayed from August. They were, they were going to start coming out in August to now the earliest is going to be 2021. Um, and this includes, uh, you know, the whole slew. If you guys remember, we went through like so many of these different books and um, just with the first one getting delayed back to 2021, it just pushes all of them back. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit longer before we get to learn a little bit more about the High Republic. Uh, John, what did you think of this? Um, is, is this a bummer to you? Um, I don't know that it's a bummer because it hasn't been on the forefront for me, the High Republic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like since their um, unveiling event, it hasn't been the forefront at all. You haven't really, I haven't really heard too much about the High Republic, um, aside from like a Cave and Scott or Charles Soule like saying like, really excited about what what I got coming out soon and can't wait to share it and that sort of thing. Um, so a lot of people are speculating about it. Does, is it because does that mean it's celebration was canceled and they weren't they were going to do something big there? It's like no, nah, I don't think so. I don't think the uh, publishing industry works that way where they're relying on fan events for their dates on releasing mm-hmm. material. Um, I do kind of think, and I know I've been like the, not conspiracy guy here, but real heavy speculation on, um, maybe some issues with this thing, because I had said, I, I really think that the Benioff and Wise movies were supposed to be pairing right alongside with these books because they had, they themselves said that their movies were going to be taking place a couple hundred years before the prequels, which is right where this thing is. And you know, that type of medieval look and you look at the characters on the high Republic and you're like, those guys and gals could be in game of Thrones. You know, they got the belts and the swords and all that stuff and the holsters and it's very medieval looking and Renaissance or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I think they reeled a bit and I know they were supposed to make some big announcements at comic-con uh new york comic-con and they pushed that out and now they're pushing it again and i don't know i you know i worked in the publishing industry for 10 years and you know this was supposed to come out two months from now or three months from now and to think that and they didn't really give a reason why they're like well because of or the situation we're, we're pushing it yeah i i I have you guys looked out the window recently yeah they're coming out in 2021 right so (laughs) basically they could release the digital versions these books are done uh if they were happy with them so i'm just gonna throw this out there i think they may be having some concerns about how this is going to be received um i don't think the recent ek johnson book has been well received i think the initial reviews on that aren't very good uh i don't think they liked the post event buzz or lack thereof that they got from their event announcing these books. And I think they may have some concerns on how these things are are taken. Uh, And maybe they're trying to do some retooling and like, maybe we should add more Yoda into these books, or maybe we should get some more familiarity here. I think they're using this as an opportunity to make their products better. That's my guess. Um, Because if you had the digital versions and these books are ready to go, you don't need to worry about manufacturing, uh, uh, warehouses and plants to put actual bind, bound pages books together. You you got it and you just release it. Um, so I think there's a little bit more to that. I'm not trying to be negative about it. It just something's not right, you know. And that letter from Michael Siglane was very like cryptic, and it wasn't like 
this is exactly why we're delaying it. It was like, well, <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Lacey, what do you think? Do you think the High Republic is in trouble? I'm not really saying John's saying that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if it's in trouble, but um, it is a little suspicious. The letter was a little, like John said, cryptic. It was very like, always in motion is the future and all the stuff and... <laughs> they released this big fancy video with the at the press event of them, you know, brainstorming and working together on these books like what a year ago, year and a half ago. Hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just strange to me that it shouldn't take this long to put these books together. And from my so, understanding is that they're done. So why would they then delay the production or release of these books? And to me, that says they're trying to make changes. Even if they're not done, this isn't like a multi-person process. Like these are these authors working on things and then they send things over, they email them, mm-hmm. you know, to people mm-hmm. and they approve them and they read through them and they mm-hmm. s- add, you know, more people like they CC others. And I, I don't really see what the big deal is as far as like delaying these like, oh man, now everybody has to stay at home and they can't. Right. Right. Yeah. And the other yeah. thing is all the it's authors. Done, right. Right. Since the yeah. announcement was made back in February. Uh, oh, my God. What day is it? Um, yeah. All the authors have talked about how they're working on other projects and they're doing other things. So if they're delaying this, then why are they working on other? You know, what I mean, like it doesn't make sense. Why would you delay something if they're clearly stating that these things are done? So not everybody has has read this thing, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it it does start with always in motion is the future. Uh, It starts with, that's a quote from Yoda, and, you know, he's... (laughs) Thanks, Michael. It applies to the High High Republic. (laughs) Then the next one is, this is what the High Republic is. It's a massive, interconnected, cross-publisher initiative, right? And it explains that. Here's where, this is the nitty-gritty. This is the announcement. The next statement is, Given these unprecedented times, we have had we have made the decision to move the launch of the Star Wars High Republic to January 2021 to ensure that this launch is as grand and epic as it deserves to be. Then from there on, it's just like, you know, talking about like it, it's great, trust us, we're 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 sad, but you know, here's some buzzwords that you can try to sure, pick yeah. apart i mean it, yeah from the bottom of my heart i thank you and i thank you for reading this and it, it's not really anything that gives any sort of explanation it just says we're moving it to ensure that the launch is as grand and as epic as it deserves to be if now more than ever if you have a, a whole book series coming out this is the time you want to give it to people when they're sitting at home why do you think also, nintendo <laughs> switches are just out of stock everywhere also like the magic of flipping a calendar to 2021 doesn't guarantee anything in terms of pandemic or this global thing that's going on with yeah, this virus. Yeah, we don't know where we're going to be. It's only been two, three months now. To, like, like, and look I, how I, the world has changed. When I saw, like, the first book by Charles Soule is going to be coming out in January. I'm like, January, huh? Of 2021? So quarter one of that fiscal year and not involved in the fiscal year of 2020 where Disney's absolutely taking it on the nose? Interesting. So mm. that has me also thinking from that skeptical side, like Disney's just like on all facets, like, do you have things that maybe could be a little better? Like, let's bump those to Q1 of 2021 because we are getting hammered this yeah. year. And the last thing we need is yeah. five books bombing because... <laughs> they aren't uh, as good as we thought they were and they were supposed to be and they're the setup and we want to be really excited about them and, and they're like they were supposed to be paired up with these movies and those guys took off for netflix and like i get the, the i think there's a lot more going on to this than just oh you know we, we know everyone's having a hard time and you know we just we're gonna move it and 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 here's a yoda quote can someone give yeah, me a yoda quote to be a someone give me a yoda quote please uh, okay that one that works this was supposed to be a whole new era of Star Wars. Like the grand new, like grand, brand new, we're beyond the Skywalker saga. This is what's next. And to me, it's just like, da-da-da. and everyone was like, okay. What about, I guess. what about rumors that there's a video game attached and that it's the video game that actually got delayed, but they can't make that announcement. 
because there was I'm never cool a video that. game announced. Look. So they're like, well, the video game's getting slowed down, so we were going to launch it with a video game, or we were going to launch sure. it with an announcement for a video game, but we don't know when that's going to come out, so we have to move the whole thing, even though all of this other stuff is done. <laughs> um, you guys don't follow Apple stuff at all, but this happened with Apple. They, they prepared all of these products to work with a new product, mm-hmm. And that product failed, and they couldn't get it out, and they just kind of ignored Where? it for a long time. And everything was put on hold, and they were like, they weren't <laughs> announcing things, but there were people saying like, hey, they're sitting on these yeah, products, yeah. and they're not putting them out. In fact, AirPods 2 were, were one of those before mm. the Pros came out. Um, that's why the twos came out and then like four months later the pros came out it's because they were sitting on the twos and when you buy the product it says hey this is to be used with air power and it's like air power doesn't exist you (laughs) failed it never came out and there's images and in the booklets and everything of how it works with the air power product and it's like that's not it's not a where did this thing remind me where this rumor about the video game came from was it substantial or was it It was um, before the announcement no, but it was before the, the announcement. Was it on like yeah. a, was it a, someone on a Twitter account or was it on like a trade? Was it a? I feel like I saw Clayton um, talking about it at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, I I want to say like say it wasn't happening. That's what his tweet was: is that it's not about a video game. The mm-hmm. event. Yes, yeah, but yeah. I I think th- I can't remember the people, so I'm afraid to say who specifically reported it. But I really feel like it was out of the people who leak information. Oh, okay. Like those websites and those people. Um. um they were the ones that were saying, hey, we're hearing this is, there. there's a video game or it's tied to a video game. And, and Which is where that Not to mention, look. we keep hearing over and over that there's, you know, all these animated series like mm-hmm. a Rebels something sequel plus another plus another. You know, we keep hearing that. And I don't know, maybe they are, um, what, what is it called? Were you like <laughs> green light and like thrust, like D- put it into uh, high production? I'll, I'll say this. D- Get it out as soon as possible. I will not be surprised if they backpedal hype on this High Republic stuff, like where you don't hear them saying this is the next era in Star Wars storytelling and they're just kind of say like, here's some books that took place then. It's just crazy to me. If you go back to the whole event, they had a video with Doug Chang doing concept art. Yeah. Like who, why would they get him to do the concept art for a book? I'm sorry. That to me alone is like, he has nothing better to do. <laughs> the Game of Thrones theme comes in and those guys are like, <laughs> like bye. <laughs> I'm sorry. He did the whole Rogue One book. Winter is leaving. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I, calling shenanigans. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> just, just look for when the promotion of this stuff comes, because obviously they're going to do that another Lucasfilm publishing panel in October. If New York Comic Con happens, they're going to be like, coming out in three months, High Republic, here it comes. And we're like, we had just had this last year. Are you doing the same yeah, script no, no, as last no year? No new information. And they're going to be like, um, and now the next wave in Star Wars storytelling. It's going to be like, so 200 years before the prequels, this happened. Well, they said they're making. Buy your books on still. paperback. <laughs> yeah, they said they're making announcements still this summer. Like they still said yeah. things are coming. I'm just saying they're not going to be hyping it as like this is the next saga or the next right. like like they were before. And I still look forward to Charles Soule's book. I'll still read it. I am not trying to like. I I. I'm oh, not this saying, is not in response to you. I'm just saying in general. And I'm not saying one word about the quality of these books. They're probably. I, they could very well be absolutely killer. Like, well, Claudia Gray's involved with this. Charles Soule, Kevin yes. Scott, yeah, uh, Justina Ireland, and um, the last shot guy. <laughs> and um, I, did, uh, Jose Oldham. Oh, yeah, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> no, but I, and and they're probably going to be really good. I'm just saying, the optics of this are a little weird to me, and I think they're going to backpedal the hype on their importance to what they thought they were going to be because i really do think they were going to be tied to those um right Benny Wise movies I yeah really i mean the timing is just right we talked about this yeah. months yeah. ago but um well guess what we get before we get high Pro- high republic the mandalorian <laughs> kenobi <laughs> no oh. we do no not kenobi <laughs> that's like two years did you he- did you see um sam Witwer? on some podcast or something recreating that scream and he yeah, like he blew did, his he, mic up he did the he had to go back like 10 feet his mic was like 
he just absolutely blew it up. It was amazing. <laughs> um, the Mandalorian season two is coming this fall. Um, and we are really excited about it. Uh, mostly because we have some new casting announcements as per <laughs> pretty much the news for the past couple months. Um, so this is kind of spoilery. Um, I don't know if anybody has somehow managed to avoid this news, but we are going to be talking about uh, somebody who's cast and what who the that character is to be rumored to be playing. So um, from this point on, you might want to skip ahead. Or, right. uh, unless, spoilers unless you've been in a Sarlacc pit for the last 30 years, you've heard this news. Yes. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Timothy Oliphant has been cast in The Mandalorian Season 2. Now, this is coming from Screen Rant, and after they put out... Or sorry, I'm sorry, Slash Film. Slash Film. Slash Film. Um, after they put this story out, about a week later, they went into more detail and said that they believe uh, that Timothy Oliphant is going to be playing... Wait, am I, am I wrong on this? Now I'm... Now I'm now I'm unsure. Cobb Vanth. They said, did they say Cobb Vanth or they said Boba Fett? I think they said Cobb Vanth. No, they said he's going to be wearing Boba Fett's armor. And That's what it was. Okay, yeah. that's why I'm confused. Okay. Yeah. They said he was going to be wearing Boba Fett's armor and that since it had already been reported that um, uh, Boba Fett was going to be played by Tierra Mor- T- Tamara Morrison... Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm screwing up all the names. Um, it's been a long week for James. Uh, well, it's all over the place. It's I'm like, is kidding. this guy playing Rex? Is he playing Boba Fett? Yeah. Is he playing a clone? Is who's this guy? It's it's Welcome Todd Vance, to but it's not. It's Star Boba Wars Fett. Rumors. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like it's it's all over the place. And then all these all these stories seem to be coming from different trades and different outlets and mm. different time frames. Well, I heard Timothy Oliphant was supposed to be in cover... the Benioff and Wise movies, and then no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, so sorry for, for kind of that, that crash explanation of all this news. Uh, but Lacey, let, let's try to get sorting through this, all of this. I don't um, mean to... What do, you, what do you think? To push this back to you, James, but I'm actually more interested in what you would say first, because this is based on the character from the Aftermath series, right? Chuck Wendig? Yes. And have you read those books? Well, if he's playing that character. Yeah. Have you read those books? Yes. I would like to hear your perspective first, because I haven't read those books. But here's the thing: is like we don't know much about this character. He's not a character from the books. He's he's the a thing sheriff. about the aftermath. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing about the aftermath, um, <laughs> thing about the aftermath books is that they tell one story, but they but like in between every couple chapters, there's just these things that are like interludes, sure, and they're like totally random somewhere in the galaxy, and they don't really have anything to do with any bigger picture. Right. And this character, Cobb Vanth, is like, oh, here are the clothes he's wearing, and they seem to match the description of Boba Fett, but they never clarify it. Didn't he get and him from Jawas, say, though? Yeah. That's what I mean, say. he got... Yeah, the, the, everything about his story seems to be like, hey, if you want to believe that this is the Boba Fett armor, then that lines up. Because he mm. gets him on Tatooine, he gets him from Jawas, he, they described as mandalorian they have this a jetpack and they're they're these colors and i mean everything about it was just described the way that you're like oh that's probably boba fett's armor but they never clarify it i think they just leave it up to interpretation yeah um i wonder so yeah like it just i think about um because he's like he's like a um a town like sheriff, like the governor in The Walking Dead, on Tatooine. He's always the sheriff. On Tat on Tatooine, uh, Cobb Vanth, and and then everyone last year was like, oh, I heard the frequency signal of Boba Fett approaching Fennec Shan, and it looks like there's the armor, and it looks like that's Boba Fett. So now people are like, that's Cobb Vanth, who's just coming up to Fennec Shan, and then it makes you think like, does Cobb Vanth know Fennec Shan, or it, they're on Tatooine, so that would make sense too. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of logic going into people thinking that that's that character. And then it makes you wonder, what's what's Boba Fett going to look like then if he's in this show? Is he going to be showing up in like champion sweatpants and like with his helmet still on? Like, <laughs> where's my stuff, man? Give my stuff back. I need my armor back. Come on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that would make sense. I, li- I like Timothy Oliphant, though. I'll say that. Like, the, I think the fir- earliest thing I saw him in was Scream 2. 
Yeah, he played... Uh, he was like the... You know, like when sequels come out, but the original actors in their first movie aren't there anymore. He was like yep. the mm-hmm. he was like the the new Matthew Lillard from Scream One. He was like the boyfriend's mm-hmm. best friend, and then he's like the killer and stuff like that. And he was spoiler in, alert. Geez, I mean it's, it's a twenty three year old like not very good sequel. So I think <laughs> I know. I just yeah. always say that to you when you say they are making like Scream like... Five though. I think I just heard recently, but. Um, and he was he was like the bad guy in Die Hard Four, and that was all right. But he, I guess him doing these two Western style shows um, kind of fit this niche uh, where he would maybe be able to play that type of role. The one thing I will say about this though, the guy I don't know when this happened, but he's got a fresh, like glow in the dark set of veneers. Next time you look at Timothy Oliphant, this dude is just like. So I guess veneers are going to be canon in Star Wars. We'll see. Mm-hmm. He is the, he's the boyfriend from the girl next door. Yes, yes. yeah, he's like the the porn That's director. That's who or he is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I kept, yeah. I couldn't picture him. I knew he was in Die Hard, and surprisingly, I've seen Die Hard for, but I couldn't picture him. And I was like, he's some jerk in some movie. In which movie is it? That's what it is. Hmm. To me, he will always be that character, and he will also be the guy from Justified, even though I never watch that show, yes, and I have literally no clue what it's about. I don't even know I don't even know what era it takes place in. You, you tell me I. that show takes place in the 1800s, I'd be like, okay. You take place <laughs> in the 1970s, I'd be like, so, okay. I, think, I literally have no clue. I'm the think, same way, but I've seen the commercial. I just see yeah. him like doing doing this, like <laughs> the like the artwork for it. I something. was just about to start that show, too. Um, which I, really? I think I'm going to. I think that one's modern, but then Deadwood, which he's on an HBO, takes place in like Back to the Future three times, like late 1800s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, um, that just blew my mind that he's the, the evil guy in that movie, in like every movie, but in and The Girl, Girl Next, Next Door. Door. Yeah. That's, I couldn't I love how that's it. how you know him. I couldn't so that movie picture is it so in my mind. bad. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. I think it's hilarious, but... Did I just like remember him friend. being a jerk, and I know that he's a bad guy in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. But like, there was something about that. Literally that I was plays like, a serial weird. killer in Scream Two, and a and a global terrorist in Live Free or Die Hard. But you're like, he was really mean. In he that was a book. jerk. <laughs> he wouldn't uh, give those guys that videotape. <laughs> like what the hell? He has um he has that bad guy look to him. Like mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's a very handsome name? guy. Yes, of course, but he has a very bad guy look. Like, uh, what's his he's name? Also Orson Krennic is the he's same also way. The, ben Mendelsohn is like the same way. He has that like bad guy look. Hmm. St. Clair or something? Oh, show? where like Drew Barrymore is like a vampire? Yeah. 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 Oh, yes. Some, something like that. I didn't watch that. It's, yeah, he's I actually in weird. a lot of stuff, I think. But, Saint, um, Saint, Santa Clara Diet, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what um, I was going to say to actually add to this podcast, because listeners are probably like lazy, no one cares what yeah, you're saying like, right now. Um, yeah, who is this So I'm not surprised that he's in the show because he, to me, he always plays like a sheriff or he's like Westerns like justified. So it makes sense to me. I think he's a great actor. He's going to add something to the show. Um, but man, have we been getting every storyline and character of Mandalorian season two. Mm. <laughs> By the time it shows up, we're going to know the whole thing. Yeah, I feel like there's someone involved in this season that is passing off information. That's total speculation, but I feel like there's somebody involved in casting that's like, well, you know, yo, these trades, I got. Or yo, let me get because it's all about like getting to know people. So I don't think like the Mandalorian doesn't need advertisement or publicity really. Right at this point, like maybe season one, I can kind of get that to get. You know, some buzz going. No, he's saying that someone's. No, just I'm saying telling somebody. That's, they don't, no, and I'm agreeing yeah. with you. I'm saying. Okay. I could. I know that Disney and Lucasfilm a lot of times will give information to trades because they want more people than people who just go to StarWars.com to learn about their product. That just makes sense. Give it to Entertainment Weekly. Give it to you know Bresnikin at Vanity Fair. Makes total sense. Sure. This stuff, it's like. I, I agree. I it, there's got to be something like going on here because some of this stuff, like the, the Ahsoka thing, I believe was supposed to be a surprise without a doubt. And then 
the chips kind of fall from the dominoes fall from that because then you have the so the Sabine's rumor, the Rex rumor, which all probably may not have surfaced if the Ahsoka thing didn't first. So I I, I agree um, with you. I, Katie Sackoff. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah. I mean, Timothy Oliphant. I mean, it's and then on top of that too, like a bunch of fake ones too, like Jamie Lee Curtis. Obviously, directors. Jamie Lee Curtis was one. Um, there was there was another. Uh, shoot, there was another big name too that was like Michael Bean. shut down pretty quickly. Oh yeah, Michael Bean. But that's that's still didn't they true, confirm right? Michael Bean? I thought they confirmed that. Michael they Bean didn't. Hmm. They haven't confirmed any of this stuff. That's what I'm saying is it just feels like something's up with this season. Like somebody knows and somebody's just taking their time to give it to other people. But I don't know. Unless That's speculation. they're doing the JJ method where they give them false information to figure out who's leaking. Well, oh, yeah. well JJ didn't clearly didn't do that good of a job of that. Well, not this time um, around, but the first time he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, John, you said it when you said that Mandalorian doesn't need any... Um, doesn't need any publicity for the second season. Uh, it, as it turns out, uh, on specifically on Star Wars Day or during that week, um, Star Wars The Clone Wars was the number one streamed show that was created for streaming content, if that makes sense. So, like, mm-hmm. Friends was not created for streaming content, but it probably would have been the number or, or The, the office, office or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but f- a show that was created for streaming content, Star Wars The Clone Wars, was number one, and they were number one by a lot. And coming in number two, The Mandalorian, season one, right? Um, and both of those shows beat out Netflix's hot hitter, which was uh, Stranger Things. Um, so this is actually pretty good news. And um, I'm trying to sorry, pull up the numbers, but it's it's really tiny on my screen for some reason. But it looks like the Clone Wars was even like it was like two and a half times more than yeah. the second highest, yeah. which was Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a lot of unique downloads for for the show, and it was really, really, really big uh, on May the fourth and the week surrounding it. Um, but both of those shows being Disney Plus exclusives, both of those shows being Star Wars exclusives, kind of kind of is interesting you know what i mean we we say are people sick of star wars star wars fatigue um you know it's like you just got to make the content good you got to make the content uh something that people want to go see right agreed um so john what do you think of uh these two shows taking the cake uh clone wars is not surprising to me because if stranger things is third that show hasn't put out a new season in over a year so yeah um and so i don't know i guess that's more of a this is more of a um a shocking reality to any new shows that have come out on netflix or hulu or or wherever else not necessarily stranger things the fact that stranger things is still number three is like unbelievable yeah i actually agree yeah Yeah. so it was it was number three stranger things then money heist like are people uh, putting on stranger things as like background like who's who's doing that so there's people actually just watching re-watching stranger things um money heist was netflix number four uh titans on the dc universe was number five like tiger king harley quinn Mm -mm. no narcos for netflix uh witcher for netflix defending jacob for apple tv plus and the midnight gospel which is a kid's show okay that was on netflix and these are just shows not movies right right yes okay the um mandalorian is a little surprising because that came out uh for everyone else in march um but so i think mandalorian is the best news for star wars here because clone wars Mm -hmm here's the finale and it's you know may 4th and that makes so much sense right that's the epicenter that's the eye of the hurricane right there for the end of this series too so that does not necessarily surprise me the fact that mandalorian is still sitting there number two we had seen season two or season one uh you know six months ago now and everyone else got it in march and they probably Mm -hmm. knocked that out uh as each episode came out because that they got all of season one well before May the 4th, right, for The Mandalorian? Am I right or wrong on that? No, they... Mm, I think it might have ended right before May the 4th. So they segmented that out, like, two episodes Wait, a what? week or something like that? Wait a second, what was the question? Oh, for European? Yeah. Yeah. 
So they it got was like once no, a week. I, uh, March 27th. If I they remember, got it. I think they both aired on the on May the fourth. The problem was is that the Europeans got the finale like at like midnight their time or something, which was like way before us. I don't mean Clone Wars. I mean Mandalorian. What are you talking about? Oh, Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah. the Mandalorian came out weekly, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> Leading yeah, up to I don't May know 4. about Mandalorian. Sorry. <laughs> so so I guess my question is, is the Mandalorian number two because it was the late um release date for europe and other areas um that's that's i guess the real factor for me i there. think so but, yeah because if this was pulling data in like november of last year i think that would have been a little different right so but yeah, we'll it's keep good news all around for star that. wars fans yeah because let me know i guess the most important thing for me to know here is when did the mandalorian air as new to europe and other areas like the eighth chapter because if it was around mm-hmm. May 4th, then that makes sense for it to be number two. But if they gave them two episodes every week, which is what I think they did. No, then they did th- one a week. I don't know if that's true. But I'm, I'm looking yeah. to see if I can find but, it. But I mean, either way, Star Wars is going to put their flag on this and, and say, like, look, we, we're great. We're still great. <laughs> we're still one and two. But Good news for Filoni. That's what yeah. I take out of this. Yeah. But more um, than that. Two episodes... Two episodes on March 24th, mm-hmm. March 27th, uh, April 3rd, April 10th, April 17th, and April 24th. So it's about 10 days after the fact. Still number one. I think a lot of people turned on Mandalorian for Star Wars Day. Yeah. Yeah, maybe people just threw like on the Mandalorian and, and let stuff. it run. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's, oh, good. it's oh, good news. Oh, that was seven. Mandalorian episode eight. Friday, May 1st. There you go. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay. Why that one wasn't in bold when every other one was, I don't know why. (laughs) But I think regardless of dates, just looking at the sheer numbers of Star Wars Mm -hmm. over everything else, I think that says that, like James says, it's quality content for Star Wars fans that Star Wars want, fans want, that they can watch on Disney Plus means really good for projects that are either being considered for Disney Plus or in production for Disney Plus because they're going, look, we don't have to do the movies. We could just do shows and people are that many more people are watching it and we have them subscribing to other stuff too. Yeah. 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 I mean it's good it's a good for a thing like Make Solo Two happen because you if you if you made a solo series and you put it on a similar budget to The Mandalorian, which is rumored to be like anywhere from 60 to 80 million or whatever right which is a lot different than 275 million which solo was and you tell me that you're going to get a series that has han and chewie working for java maul and kira with crimson dawn maybe more lando Enfys nest and that that would i think that would be probably the number one show watched on streaming and i think disney's smart enough to understand that um so this is a good sign for stuff like that too stuff that isn't like you said Lacey, stuff in development like the leslie headland stuff and all the other stuff that's going on but also stuff that maybe considered they know that fans might want that they may consider because of now the new technology with the volume like all these things can point to help these things that they were going to not do and say maybe we can put this back on the table Yeah, yeah absolutely it's a little too bad we don't get um we don't have any sort of statistics on like when Solo finally hit home release or when it hit Netflix or when it hit Disney Plus. Like what are, what are the numbers there and how many more people are watching it? Um, you got to think Disney is seeing that stuff, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see in July, huh? We will see in July what those numbers look like. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's it for the Resistance Report. It's been a crazy like two weeks that we're trying to tie up here. Um, but let's get on uh, with the rest of the podcast. Lacey, what's up next? So up next, because it's Thursday, is the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us outside of hashtag make solo to happen. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. You can like this episode, comment, subscribe, uh, you know, Tell your friends and family about us. We like new listeners. Hi, guys. Um, or 
if you want more of us beyond this episode and beyond conversing with us on social media, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Um, starting at $2 a month, you can get all different types of content, video content, polls, uh, Discord chats with us, monthly mailings, um, all different tiers with different access. And as you go up in the ranks, you get more and more uh, stuff from us. We do so Stiff. we do so much content. It's like my brain kind of hurts a little bit because it's been a crazy couple of weeks. I love it, and we're loving that you guys are loving it. I mean, we've been nonstop mm-hmm. doing crazy interviews and behind the scenes stuff, and Mando fan show and regular episodes. So if you want more stuff, if you can't get enough, Patreon.com/slash Resistance Broadcast. So that being said, uh, our generals, our top tier. Uh, get a thank you on the show. So I'm going to thank you to them. Thank them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to thank you. (laughs) So thank you. See, but the funny thing is they're like, I love when Lacey messes up like this. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. I'm hanging. Vintage. (laughs) So is it vintage? I do it all the time. Um, Okay. So thank you to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Beer Fett, Russ, Kendall, and Val Trichkoff. So thank you guys so much. And now we're going to head into the actual part of this segment because I've rambled enough, um, which is our pod race. So we give a general each week a chance to be on the show. We ask them a question. They get 60 seconds or less to answer. This week is General Mello over in España. And we asked him, uh, would you prefer Taika Waititi makes a Star Wars movie in familiar territory or something completely new with no ties to any existing characters? Mello, take it away. Hello, guys, and greetings from España. First of all, I hope that you and yours are doing good, are safe and sound, and if not, hopefully everything gets resolved soon. Here in Spain, we're doing okay. Everything's, you know, solving little by little, and we're gonna be out of this soon. Taika Waititi, I love this guy. I really, uh, everything that I see that he has done is great. I'm really happy that he's part of the Star Wars universe, and I'm hoping he makes something new. However, something tells me there's gonna be some linkage to the Skywalkers and other characters because Spar of the universe. Well, that's all I have. Make soul to happen. Hopefully, a serious. And be well resist us. All right, Mello, thank you so much. We hope you are doing well too. Make soul to happen. John, what did you think of Mello's answer? Uh, good, good, good. Um, yeah, it's tricky because you kind of touch on it. Um, where we don't know what new Star Wars means in terms of brand new, because so far everything that's been brand new gets reeled back in and connects somehow. And if the rumors are true, we're seeing that with the Mandalorian season two, right? So um, you make a good point. What is new Star Wars? Is it new, but will it always have something connected to something that existed before because it's in the same galaxy or universe, as you put it? it? It'll be interesting to see. Um, I am curious how far Star Wars can stretch. Can they do something completely new that literally has zero ties to any existing character? Remains to be seen. Um, So you make a good point there. And if you're going to have someone do something that could take some risks, um, maybe Taika Waititi's the guy. Um, So, And I love that you love everything he does too because uh, I'm late to the Taika party, but uh, I'm a fan of the guy. Um, Even his personality and the sense of humor and his talent. Um, but, uh, I think you did a great answer and, uh, thanks for the drop of the makes a little too happen in there. And I hope you're well yeah. too, man. Hope you're holding it down over there in Spain. I hope things are getting better over there. Um, we're trying to dig our way out here. So, um, hope you're doing all right. And thanks, uh, for being our longest term general, man. You're the best. James. Um, yeah, I think you're right, Mello. Um, I think that we're, we, cause we take in all of star Wars, right? Um, so everything that they do that connects to something feels like it's connected to the stuff we've already gotten before, but you know, they do it right. I think, which is like, they create the original trilogy and the, and the prequels and the movies and stuff. And then they do like a spinoff show and it's like clone wars and only a small 
percentage of people even pay attention to that stuff. Then they do another thing called Mandalorian. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. But where the connections is, is their Clone Wars references. So it's like, for most people that are watching this for the first time, it, they don't know any of these characters. All of this stuff is completely new and it still feels completely new. It's just for anybody who has been paying attention, there's like that 10% good feeling. Like I feel like I understand this better than anybody else. I feel connected. I'm glad that this is all part of one big story and I can see it come together. I, I, I like that they do rebels. No, I mean, we watch rebels, right? Everybody watches rebels. But the thing is like, most people don't most star wars fans don't or you know what i'm saying like the average star wars person so connecting things to rebels is cool um because anybody watching it is like i don't i don't see that i don't this this is all new to me does that kind of make sense but for people who are paying attention to all of it it works so i think your answer is spot on man uh tech is going to be doing something new but they're going to be connecting it somehow with another property and Hopefully not the movies. Yeah. Like other TV shows, other animated properties, other books. That'd be cool. Mello, great job on the pod race. You're the best. Uh, like John said, you are the longest general, sir. Um, and I have been in the Taika party for a while. It's a good party to be a part of. So I'm on board with anything new that he comes up with, I think James said a couple episodes ago that he's going to come up with something new, and I, I agree. Um, I think he's super creative and funny, hilarious actually. Um, so he's he just seems like a really really good director and writer to take on a new Star Wars uh, story and challenge. Um, so thank you so much. And now we're going to head to John for surprisingly ask the resistance. Yes, so we couldn't uh, get to your questions Monday because we did resistance transmissions on why you wanted Solo 2, why you wanted them to make Solo 2 happen. So we did questions for today, and you guys delivered, and we picked a few to get into here. So I think we have three, and then uh, we'll throw in the fourth a little uh, bonus question. Bonus? Um, yeah, bonus. so we'll do... Uh, that'll be a fun one, I think, too. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? All right, so the first one is going to Lacey. Uh, Mike Sellers sent this, sent this one in, and he's at uh, Puck32Ellers. Um, and Mike asked, what moment that you know happens but isn't on screen yet do you most want to see eventually? For me, the moment Obi-Wan finds out Anakin slash Vader is still alive after he was left for dead on Mustafar. Um, so Lacey, what, something that you know has happened, but they haven't shown it to us yet, or we haven't seen it realized in a show or, or TV or a show or movie, would you like to, um, check out? Hey Mike, thanks for your question. Um, the moment that I would like to see is Han Solo and Chewie meeting Jabba for the first time. I want a Jabba puppet. Hashtag make Solo 2 happen. That's a really good answer. Thanks. I think it would be super fun. Um... I want to see how that kind of, I wouldn't call it a relationship. It's more like a business relationship <laughs> uh, kicked off. You're throwing away a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a fool. How, <laughs> how it kicked off and um, how young Han handles that situation. And I think that, you know, Solo Star Wars story set that up. I think we all want to see it. Like I said, I want a Jabba puppet. So, yeah. That's what I would like to see. And the special editions. Like, Han, my boy. Yes. Yeah. Because he had to get to that point. He had to mess up a couple times, I bet. Because right. as we see in The Force Awakens, they're like, how many times can you run away? He's like, you've done this three times. You've screwed us <laughs> over. And he's like, what's the what's the second time? You're right. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that behavior didn't just start in old age. Um, so I think we can get a lot of hijinks and stuff. And yeah, it would be great. I agree. Maybe we should get a a GoFundMe just to literally get Lacey a Java puppet. <laughs> One ex so like years ago, they at Rhode Island Comic Con in the Northeast, uh, some guy had a platform and a Java that basically is the puppet, but it's a model, a life size one. Um, and it was a big deal that he was there because it was the last time he was going to have it. And I guess he sold it to someone. And I was like, what is the price on that? 
Yeah. There was where something, do you put that? <laughs> at Celebration, they had yeah. something similar. I remember seeing. It's the, the same one. It is that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's a couple things that do all the shows. There's that. There's different models. A lot of the models you see at Celebration are actually from like uh, a group of Belgian builders, like guys in the mm-hmm. Europe that build yeah. all these things and then they ship them over. They nice. built the Millennium Falcon that people were taking photo ops in for Solo. And then they basically broke it into pieces and shipped it back That's over there. That's just so crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be great. I love the Rancor that they ship around everywhere. Roxy the Rancor. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I really, really want a Java puppet. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. Well, Thanks for your question. Um, all right. James, uh, Lord of Alderaan wants to know, is the concept of a special connection with one's own constructed lightsaber diminished with Anakin changing out Ahsoka's crystals in the Clone Wars? Yes. Um, but also no. So here's the thing. Like, I do think that there is a special connection to the weapon, and that is via the crystal. I think the lore has definitely set that up. That's the way they want to treat it, that it has also to do with the color of the saber and how the color is represented um, of your personality and how it can change and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, There is actually a kind of an audio... um, I, th- I think he like recorded the answer or something and they played it back. It's on one of these like YouTube, um, like star Wars clone wars download or something like that, where somebody kind of asked about what was the deal with what the fact that they were blue. And this is where he answered that, that Anakin just simply like switched out the, the crystals, um, to make him, to give her a, a little bit of edge of like reminder of him. Right. And I think that that is why Ahsoka doesn't have a connection to these sabers. Like she left them because they were her Jedi weapons, but when they were given back and they weren't even hers personally, I think she used them, but had no problem like ditching them um, again. Mm. Um, The other thing too, that that also kind of signifies is how Anakin is losing touch with what's important. Um, so he, he has these and they should be her personal property and he still, he doesn't care. He does it selfishly to try to win her back over by taking the person, the thing that makes it the most personal and removes that and replaces it with his own, um, agenda, if you will. So, um, yeah, I, I think that there, I think that that canon still holds up and I don't think that they're, um, the only thing that I think is weird is the outside of like, why, why really bother to do it? <laughs> you know, just leave them green. I don't think anybody would have cared or, or anything. Um, but yeah, they made them blue. Um, but now that that exists, we're going to, we're going to kind of make sense of that, um, make logical sense and try to see how the creators processed it because we know the creators care. Yeah. Right on. Good answer. Does she show up? Is her first appearance in, uh, Rebels, does she have blue lightsabers and they're trying to figure out a way to make that work? Or is it just... Uh... No, actually, they've already... It, uh, <laughs> they've already screwed up the canon. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so in the book, she fights Maul and she has green lightsabers and there's no... Oh, I heard something about now. that. Yeah, right, okay. And when we saw it in the trailer, we're like, oh, they're blue, they're going to explain that. And they just kind of like didn't. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we made them blue. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we'll go back and read the book. They're green, so... Eh, yeah, eh. they just kind of like messed up. That's all right. It happens. It's, I think they did it on purpose, though. I just think they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, after I just said the creators care. <laughs> right. Um, all right. You know what I mean. Of course. <laughs> um, Thanks for the question. And he said that broke him, by the way, them doing That's that. That's really yeah. sad. Um, so, yeah, I hope you um, feel better. Lord of Alderaan. Um, all right, Star Wars Steve at Spoonie One asked, "Do you think that the, did you think that the Make Solo Two Happen movement would morph into what it has become today? Uh, Monday was just so great; it really felt like hope. You all must be so proud of what you've managed to achieve with this to enable people to come together. It was amazing. Uh, no, my answer to that is no. Um, it was an idea for a funny T-shirt that I thought people would get a kick out of because." The movie didn't do well, and then um, it kind of 
developed his own personality when I'm walking around New York Comic Con with a t-shirt and people were giving me high fives and saying, yes, they should make another solo movie. And then the three of us are at Celebration and people are losing their minds over it, including creators, um, back when they were okay talking about it for some reason. <laughs> um, but no, it, and you know, like I said yesterday and at the top of this thing here, um, if they don't make more Han and Chewy stuff, it's good to know that uh, we were able to cultivate something that fans can positively get around and have fun in uh, a social media space uh, in Star Wars, which is really hard to come by these days. So uh, definitely proud of that. Uh, anything you guys want to add to that? No. 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 Okay. Um, but no, no. I was I, tempted to make a joke, but I'm not going. Oh, you can make a joke. <laughs> yeah. What, what's the joke? No, you won't like this joke. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, that'll be in the director's cut of the episode. The, mm. um, the Lord Miller cut. Um, but no, I, I didn't think at all it would be like this. I mean, who's going to think uh, it's something the hashtag they come up with is going to be something that trends worldwide? It's absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. And I told my mom about it. She's like, that's nice. Should, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. I, it feels like a lot of family and stuff, too. I'm like, well, we were trending worldwide last time we did it they're like cool neat Kathleen, my favorite like, is still last year when i was at work and someone came up to me like the next day and was like hey did you see that make solo 2 like people want to make another solo mm. and i was sitting at my desk like yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're like i was like just in the middle of it on monday just like doing the tweeting and the responding to people and stuff like that and kathleen's talking to her mom on the phone and and her mom's like, so what are you guys up to? And she's like, well, Johnny's she, Johnny's doing the Star Wars thing. They're, they're trying to make us get a sequel going for uh, a, a Han Solo movie. I'm just like, it's trending. It's trending. But no, um, <laughs> I, I did not think it was going to be anything big. So it really, um, it's amazing. It, it really is. And I hope we don't have to ever do it again in terms of the day. We're going to keep the hashtag going. Mm -hmm. um, mm. But hopefully they uh, make it. So keep keep using the hashtag, uh, Steve. And thanks for the question. Um, all right, last one here. This is for all of us. JG Cars at JG underscore Cars. Very close, JG. Very close. Um, he said, we all need some humor and lighthearted questions. We have heard people pitching Star Wars films uh, and ideas for horror, comedy, even romance. I think we're forgetting about a classic genre, musicals. If done right, uh, would you want this? Would you see it? And what's your ideal star wars musical james um i don't want it i would see it <laughs> um but if Negative. i had to if i had to like come up with an idea for i'm kind of cheating because i think that solo would have been a perfect musical really yeah, because I think you would have went back to the origins of Han Solo and he would have been like singing like to the moonlight about like a <laughs> a world of adventure that he wants to get into and oh like a like a connection with Kira and all this other stuff and then mm. like it becomes like not that musicals are kind of um um Shakespearean but there's like a whole kind of Shakespearean angle of like him and Kira. And then like, she kind of portrays him at the yeah, end, you know? And, yeah. Um, and I think it, it would have made a really like, I'm almost picturing like Aladdin, like live action. That's Aladdin, what I just, yeah. You know? Yeah, Aladdin. yeah. And it like somehow makes me feel like the cinematography or something is kind of like similar to solos in a way, but yeah. Han singing. You've never had a friend like me or, or, <laughs> yeah. or Chewie singing that to Han. Um, Lacey, what about you? So I love musicals, actually. Um, I don't know if I can see Star Wars being a musical. Um, I kind of like just hold Star Wars in like a different box, I would say. Like I couldn't ever see that transition happen. Um, growing up, I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was like one of the first shows I ever really got into. And there's a whole Buffy musical episode, which is fabulous. Wonderful. Um so I guess the farthest I could picture something is similar to what James said is like a solo. If they do a solo series, I could see an episode being a musical episode where oh, they say <laughs> that's even worse. It's not, though, because you can explain it better than a whole movie. Like in Buffy, it was like the idea was like a demon shows up that makes everybody sing. So it was like explained away. 
kind of. That's Buffy. I know. But that was my answer, yeah. James. Uh, thank you so much for criticizing it. <laughs> You're welcome, JG. <laughs> <laughs> I I really don't want a Star Wars musical now. Um, I think if I did, if they the did, the discourse one, has already started. Yeah. Um, would I see it? Probably not, because uh, musicals <gasps> musicals are expensive. I'm thinking about like on Broadway. This funny. Oh, I thought oh. you meant like, would you see it? As in, like, I wouldn't see it. No, I wouldn't go see it. No. Um, especially <laughs> especially a solo one. <laughs> Um, but if they did one, I could what see... What if Solo 2 was a musical? I'd, I'm, I'd, uh, are we on the same page? Because John's thinking, like, it's playing on Broadway, yes, and it's, like, right. Hamilton, but and the they tickets make a are movie really expensive, and you gotta go yeah. to so place to see it. Yeah. Oh, no, I like was taking movie. it, like, it's gotta be a TV show or a movie, because that's the, that's the format that Star Wars is in yeah. right now. In which case, John would probably see it, right? If it was a... Uh, I don't know. If it was a movie... <laughs> I'm not a big musical guy, really. Um, but if they made one, I could see them doing like Young Anakin, like in the similar way you you were explaining your Han version, James, mm-hmm. where he's like this orphan boy and he's like, but I have powers that I don't know of yet. Anakin is pretty you know? dramatic, so. And he's like in Watto's like shop, just throwing stuff around like, I want to do stuff. No and then one he just starts singing. Me. Yeah. yeah. Like, is Star Wars not a musical? Have they not like licensed that out yet? No. No. Star Wars the musical? The closest yeah. we got to that is like the holiday special. <laughs> I I do, which uh, was pretty yeah. close. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so James said Han Solo. Lacey said, you said Solo Anakin. 2. And I'm No, not Solo Anakin. 2. I said a solo series one episode. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I want to specify. Imagine, yeah. imagine if the Mandalorian had one episode where there was like they got well, invaded by I'm an alien that, that made him behind the scenes sing. of Attack of the Clones where Jango Fett has his like singing in the rain. He's got the umbrella. You ever see that famous uh, behind the scenes shot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's pretty funny. Um, so we, nobody would have taken to that. So JG wanted some lighthearted and humor, and we laughed about it. So there you go. You win, JG. Good job. Um, but that's it. That's the end of the questions. Um, Keep them coming because uh, we are going to be recording some more uh, tonight, probably. So keep questions coming using hashtag Ask the Resistance. And you know what? I got to be honest. If a lot of news doesn't fire up the next couple of days, maybe we do a little full Ask the Resistance on Monday or something. I love those episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm all um, So send in the questions to Twitter at RBATSWNN. Uh, if you're not on Twitter, I know some people ask, like, well, how do I get in touch with you guys? I'm not on Twitter. I don't like Twitter. You know what? First of all, I'm jealous of you sometimes. And second mm-hmm. of all, you can email us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page, too, that we're trying to actually start paying attention to because apparently that's not going away. And, um, you know, Instagram, we have uh, an account there and a lot of ways to get in touch with us. But send your questions using uh, hashtag AskTheResistance uh, if you do it on Twitter so this way we could find them easier. And uh, we'll get you on the show. Talk about your handle. Have fun. That's what we like to do around here. And hopefully give you some well thought out James answers. will shame you for your musical choices. Oh, Lacey. Jeez. Come on. That was a bad, yeah, bad example. Bad example. <laughs> All right. So I, I want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of the resistance. If you're new, once again, uh, make sure you do subscribe to us because we have two episodes every week on Mondays and Thursdays and a lot of other content on the YouTube channel and the Mando Fan Show and a lot of other stuff. And, uh, of course... As Lacey talked about before, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you want to support us, tier start at just two bucks a month. We have our Empire Strikes Back commentary coming soon. Uh, and we have nine mini episodes, a lot of good stuff for you guys. Um, but subscribing is the key. So Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, subscribe to us. Go to starwarsnewsnet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, teespring.com slash stores slash resistance broadcast. The solo red variant is gone. You had your shot, okay? Some of you took advantage of it. We really appreciate that. You're going to look kind of cool. Everyone else, you missed it. But all the other cool makes a little two happen stuff and our other designs, mostly designed by James, are there for you on the store. So go check that out and uh, get some swag. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Lacey? 
Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. And we hope everyone enjoyed the show and we hope you have a good weekend. We hope everyone's staying safe, doing well. If you're a makes a little too happen person, keep using that hashtag. It doesn't have to be just on the day. Let's keep that, keep that going. Uh, enjoy your weekends. We'll be back with you guys on Monday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids.